0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Uh, Interview time. Nils here with Griff Myers, the lead student manager of the Wisconsin men's basketball team. Wisconsin with uh, an interesting last week and a half, two weeks, currently number one in the Big Ten. Uh, New AP rankings came out today, number 10 now in the entire country. Uh, Before the season started, they just were not even ranked at all, which is kind of crazy to think about. And we got Griff on here today because they had a big game this past weekend against Rutgers at the Rack, But I guess now they're calling it Jersey Mike's Arena. We'll just attribute that as to why Rutgers was unable to win. But uh, Wisconsin getting out the W there. They got a big game tomorrow, correct, against Purdue at home. And uh, Purdue's right behind Wisconsin in the Big Ten ranking, so that'll be a big one. But Griff, you had had an incident there at Rutgers that kind of went viral. Now, admittedly, ninety-nine percent of the people who listen to this are just not going to care or don't really know the people that were all involved. But someone like me, I definitely do care, and I know exactly who the people were involved. So, uh, you, you were you were chatting up with some of the Barstool guys at the end of the game. Uh, just take us through the instance. So, obviously, Wisconsin got the victory, but uh, was this was this you know predetermined that you were going to go over to them heat of the moment kind of thing, or just uh, what what went down?
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on Hills. big fan of the program, I but yeah, it, it was, uh, it was, it was quite the, it's been quite the two weeks here at Wisconsin basketball. I think we'll get to <laughs> some of the stuff later, but Rutgers specifically, um, that yeah, was just a big game for us. Um, Purdue lost obviously on a crazy shot by Michigan state early in the day. So we knew if we won, we'd have outright, um, outright lead in the big 10, um, with a couple of weeks left. So good spot to be in. Um, and yeah, so right at the end of our bench, um, the Barstool College basketball guys were sitting there. They, there was like media spots, so technically they gave them media credentials, which is kind of shocking. They yeah. Got, they got that credibility. but <laughs> Even though they're yeah, just right, basically all goofballs. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're just like the rest of us. Um, but I, I mean, I had seen that they are sitting there, um, made no effort to interact with them. Um. Obviously, I'm very busy during games, and it's the last thing I'm paying attention to. Um, and they were all cheering hard for Rutgers, um, and I didn't notice that. And they had said in pregame, they uh, they were like, "I ain't Coach Guard down." Uh, so he went over there and like made a joke to him. He didn't know who they were, um, not that he cared. And then they were like chirping him right away. And I didn't I didn't hear what they said because I was like I was doing pregame stuff. Uh, but then moving forward to the end of the game. Um, basically, I wasn't planning on going up and saying thing to him, but I was finishing stuff and I was heading back to our locker room, and then just like I walked by him and I was like, "Well, I probably I probably could say something to him," strictly because it started out in their preseason rankings they had us not making the tournament, which obviously is not the case
0: anymore. Yeah, um, because so I remember Big Cat were, was very upset. Yeah, Big Cat was
1: all over because Big Cat's Big Badger's guy. Yes, and so basically I just went over there and just gave him a little bit of shit for having us not making the tournament, not not qualifying for the tournament at all. And so I said, like, oh, I guess you guys were wrong about Wisconsin. Um, it, it looks like we'll make the tournament after all. We'll be all right. And they all were kind of like, yeah, yeah, you were right, you were right. But Rico, Rico Bosco, um, it's an interesting bar to a point. He started giving me shit back. He's like, Chirping me for basically being stats guy because I take I take stats during the game and I have, I have my sheet out and I write down with paper and pencil all the game. He's like, what What do you even do? Like, what are you stats guy? Whiteboard bitch, stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Basically, but I'm not just gonna take it from Rico,
0: um, who was just basically gone for but, a month due to anger management. Right, and so the video didn't capture, but
1: is what I said to him. It's so Rico, what Nils was referring to, was suspended for a month because he threw a full. High noon candidate and other parts <laughs> of the which apparently is frowned upon in the workplace today, um, and he got suspended for a month. I think it was. It was a while. It was a while. Yeah, and so he just got basically reinstated from his suspension. And anyway, I just chirped him and said, like, said to Jake Marsh and Martin Bush, the guys who's with, I was like, hey, when Rico gets suspended and then fired, or I didn't say I said when he when he faces his second suspension, ends up getting fired. I was like, just call me and I'll fill in for him on the podcast because you guys obviously need a little bit of help because you guys had us not making the turn. And that was the end of it. I didn't realize they were filming. And, like, they laughed whatever. And then Rico was like, ah, oh, get the hell out of here or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll tell Big Cat. I said, hi, Big Cat. Obviously, being a Badger graduate, yeah. huge Badgers fan. And I just walked away. because I I mean, my, my post-games are super busy with work, and so I was like, whatever. And then, like, probably a half hour later, I looked at my phone. And my phone was just blown up. And I, the backstory behind me on Twitter is our coaching staff is like, oh, you should probably get Twitter because I'm looking to work in basketball after Yeah. After it. So it's just good to have a Twitter platform where like other people in the industry can find you. And I've had it for a month. I barely know how it works. Well, I saw you
0: had like… Twelve I, followers. Yeah, no, I mean, I, <laughs> I've been chirped X that I only have like a hundred something. Yeah, and no, I saw it's bad. Your, and I saw your followers. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's really bad, but the point being, like, it's
1: it's not a social plan. I barely use it, yeah. but, like notifications, mentions, and I didn't know what. To, I, I didn't even know how to look at what was going on. Like, I don't go on Twitter, and like people were texting me, like my buddies from school here, who are obviously big Barstool fans. And like by the time like we got on the bus, like to get to a bus to the airport, like I finally like kind of understood what was going on. I was like, okay, they obviously filmed that, and I watched the video, and I was like, well, oh, it's pretty funny. I was just like, I was just happy I didn't say anything bad because i looked just kind of bad looking from Wisconsin. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was the the gist of it. Um, I think the video has like over 300 thousand views now because Big Cat tweeted at me and said like, hire this man, something like that. Love love the kid or something like that. So.
0: So you met Big Cat a while back because some dude I think his name was like Jake Fox. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's your, your buddy. It, yeah, it yeah. seemed seemed like he was your your wingman on Twitter. Yeah, but he was helping me out. But in, so you had that photo with so like, did you just happen to run into him in Madison went, a couple yeah, of years? Yeah,
1: no. So that was in Chicago. We went to Chicago for the Notre Dame Wisconsin football game oh, at Soldier yeah. Field. Big cat being from Chicago, being a Badger fan, and Barstool did like their Barstool like game day show there pregame. Yeah, um, yeah, for the fo- football game. So they were there, and like it was just a crazy coincidence. Like we were walking; it was after the game. We were walking through a park, and and like Big Cat just happened to be behind us, and like we were all in our Badgers stuff. I was like, oh, whatever. know, like, we were talking about the game a little bit, and then we got a picture together um, under the stipulation that he said we have to look sad because the Badgers just had a bad loss. And he's like, we can't be smiling in the picture because yes. we just lost. If we're true Badgers fans, he's like so we have to look sad. He's like, all right. And so that's where the picture came from. Uh, so yeah, he he tweeted out that reply. I don't. I'm sure Big Cat saw it, but he didn't. He didn't reply much else besides that he liked that picture. I um, have not been contacted by by Big Cat or Barstreet employment, So that's a little bit of a, a little bit of
0: a bummer. But I'll well, wait. It out. I mean, hey, even even though the followers aren't there yet on Twitter, I mean that's definitely way more. Way more involvement than I've gotten. So yeah. Uh, well,
1: now now my followers, I'm up to like seventy now. So it's exponential. Growth. There you go. There you yeah, go. So popping off. But.
0: Uh. So Wisconsin. Uh. Getting the W there against Rutgers. Uh, obviously, all those videos and everything were hilarious. And then you just said you went uh, on their podcast with Brad for a little bit.
1: Yeah. So Brad Davidson, our starting shooting guard. Um, they asked him to come on the podcast yesterday. It aired today. Brad, like, Brad's one of my best friends. Um, so Brad thought it'd be funny if I just popped in. And I wish they were recording, like, when Brad hopped into Zoom, because he wasn't on there, and then he showed me, and then Rico got all flustered and was like, oh, come on, get this, get out of here. Like, just, like, <laughs> give me shit. And then I started giving him shit back. Has he blocked I, you on Twitter yet? No, he followed me.
0: Really? And like, okay. has not
1: blocked me. Yeah, so he's been a good sport about it. It's more so just for show. Um, but then, like, they're like, all right, we're going to set this up. So... My introduction onto the podcast, like, on the recording that's on, like, YouTube and, you know, the Apple podcast and all that is, like, technically fake. Because they were like, all right, we're going to set this up. But I went on there. I was on there for, like, a minute. I just gave them a little bit of shit. Yeah. Went on it. For sure. It, it was got kind of
0: funny, though. Well, sweet. Uh, absolutely, again, hilarious to see that on the on the Twitter webs yesterday. Had had to like and retweet basically everything yeah, I saw. I appreciate
1: that. Give me a few <laughs> more followers. I don't know I need it.
0: So Wisconsin beating Rutgers and moving into first place, and then they got Purdue tomorrow. though, will obviously be a big, big game, and then a barn burner against Nebraska, who I just did not realize. Nebraska is just continuing to Terrible. stink. Terrible. Uh Despite Fred Hoiberg now being there for two or three years, so one more year. He's, one,
1: he's got. They extended him for another year.
0: Oh, he's really? Coming back. Okay. So I'm not sure how Cornhuskers fans feel about that, yeah. but. I mean, one win in the Big Ten, so I can't feel <laughs> it. So, two games left, unranked before the season. Uh, obviously, the biggest and best player that is on your team is Johnny Davis. I'm reading averaging around 20 and a half points per game. Obviously, Brad's been doing great. Um, and he's been, I think, a starter all four years at yep. Wisconsin. So, he's used to this. But, um, What's, what do you think has been the main key? Because obviously you're on the team uh, almost every day, if not every day. Yeah, uh, yeah. And being on rank before the start of the season, like, could you just tell, hey, we have this dog and Johnny and then a lot of good pieces like Stephen Crowell, Brad Davison around, where we can not only just be good in the Big Ten, but a top ten team in the country come March?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely – I mean, I think – Big 10 media voted to f- have us finish 10th, um, which was a little bit off. But, I mean, I definitely thought we were going to make the tournament. Um, I didn't think we were going to be this good. Like, I'm not just going to bullshit my way and say, yeah, I thought we'd be borderline two or three seats. Thought
0: we'd be winning the Big yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Not in the driver's seat of the Big 10. But, like, this summer, um, guys got on campus in June. Um, I've been working since school ended, whatever, doing my thing. When guys started getting on campus, um, that's when I first got to look at a lot of kids. Um, Super young. I think this was their first summer of like having our strength and conditioning program, having coaches not talking to them and coaching them over Zoom. Like everyone's in the same building. COVID restrictions were basically non-existent as far as workouts and that type of thing goes. So we got everyone in the same building. We're like, yeah, we're going to be a lot better than people think, just based on like how good Johnny actually was. stepping into more of a scoring role because he was coming off the bench last year, super senior, senior led team. Um, so we just didn't really have those opportunities. But once he kind of started, um, to show that, and then we had like the pieces around him and everything kind of just fit well. Um, Brad didn't have to try to do too much. He could just kind of be that three point shooting guy. And then our post presence, Stephen Crowley mentioned then Tyler wall, um, another Minnesota kid along with Stephen and Brad, he, He's, he's fantastic too, and those are those are kind of low post guys that kind of complement um, complement the the likes of Brad and Johnny. And honestly, I think of those four guys, um, I think Tyler's probably the most underrated just for when he brings on the defensive end. Um, but anyway, seeing all those guys kind of gel together, we're like, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be pretty good. And then the biggest kind of surprise for me because I I didn't. I was part of the recruiting process for him as a freshman, our true freshman point guard, Chucky e. Hepburn from um, Omaha, Nebraska. He'll be he'll be like on the All Freshman team. Um, I mean, to be an All to be a true freshman starting point guard is in the Big Ten, it's a, a feat of its own. Just because yeah. it's such Not a physical either. and tough league to play. In. Um, but seeing how good he was so early, uh, offensively and on the defensive end, I was like, all right, we're going to be a lot better than people expect. Like I said, I didn't expect us to be in a position to win Big Ten or anything like that, but it was kind of to the point where, like, I right, we could we could make a little bit, of sure. So that's kind of what I do.
0: Yeah, admittedly, so I'm I'm biased just because I'm a Minnesota guy, even though I don't really have any like deep affiliations to the U of M, and then I have obviously a lot of friends that go to Madison, so it's a little there's some conflicts there, but right, right, but um. I remember last year, the team that Wisconsin had, I liked, but there was just something, because it was led by Trice, and then you had Potter and Reavers. Right, yeah. Now, maybe Nate Reavers is just the nicest man on this planet. Uh, My closest friends know my feelings towards Nate Re. I thought (laughs) Nate Reavers was just terrible. Uh, Obviously, he can cook me one-on-one. But I just, the, the team, what I'm trying to say, that was constructed last year, I just was not a fan of. This year, it seems to me that just it's clearly identified like who your best player is. It's obviously, everything goes through Johnny Davis. And then just the pieces around him seem to complement uh, his game and really what everybody else is doing a lot better than last year's team. Even though last year's team seemed to have a lot more senior leadership, if that makes sense. So Yeah,
1: no, definitely. Yeah, and, I think that's a fair assessment.
0: Yeah. So, and obviously, that's showing in what the potential seeding of this team will be come March. And then last year, if I remember correct, so you, they played Oregon, correct, in the first round. No,
1: North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. We had a, we had a brutal draw last year, so okay. we played North Carolina first round, beat them bad, um, and then it was we were the, that was the eight nine matchup, and we played North or we played Baylor in the second round.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um. And lost to them by like 13. So we didn't we didn't play them that that bad, but but no, your assessment of us last year is right. I mean, good senior, but we just didn't have a lot of juice. Um, but this year is definitely different, definitely different.
0: So Wisconsin at number one, in the Big Ten, uh, and again, I mean, it's been kind of a hectic week. We'll get in our one of our last topics here. The big story, and not just Big Ten, but all of college basketball, is the fight that happened. Which you were it did at that happen, game. Yeah. <laughs> At the Kohl Center, uh, Jawan Howard, who admittedly, before the game, I, I really liked. I thought he, again, keyword, I thought, you know, he's a good guy. Maybe he gets a little hectic here and there. And then on Twitter, of course, videos start popping up left and right. Last year when he went a little berserk against Illinois in the Big Ten tournament. And then I saw during when they played Iowa, he like stepped on the court and picked up the basketball that went. Um, it was like it was a live ball, and he just picked it up. I don't know if you saw that. But he just, yeah,
1: yeah, I know the clip you're talking about. And he yeah, was like, "Oh, I'm,
0: I'm I'm sorry," or whatever. Yeah. But just kind of a weird, like, okay, whatever. You know, t- touching live balls, putting hands on other people. I don't know if I've ever seen a coach, like, let alone at the college level, because obviously you're trying to train these players to, like, become men and, like, better people. You'll see dumb stuff in the NBA happen a lot. Usually I feel like mainly between players. But I've, like, never seen a coach, like, hit another coach like what went down between Michigan and Wisconsin. So, like, obviously he was upset. Greg Gard took that time out. But then the way he explained it I thought made sense because whoever – it seems like he's a player's coach – Regardless of if it's the top five guys or the bottom five guys, he wants to put everybody in the best position to succeed, and I think he's just trying to reset the, the, getting it across half court, clock or whatever the heck you call that. So yeah,
1: yeah, the ten second clock.
0: What I mean? What's your? I mean, it. I saw videos. People are defending him, and then obviously people are on the side of Wisconsin. For me, it's like you can't, you know, you can't be hitting off. Yeah, other coaches yeah, and mean, then obviously the players since those are like your leaders they're going to follow suit and some players just join in on the fight as well and yeah, there's some haymakers makers being thrown um yeah, i mean obviously
1: i'm biased um but from our perspective it was it all started and most people probably this didn't really get talked about in the media because people who were you know right down there didn't really realize what was going on so with 40 some seconds left, 45 seconds left we, we, as in Wisconsin, had possession, got it across half-court, whatever. At this point, we have all five walk-on guys in, non-scholarship players. And they have three of their five starters in.
0: Still in the game.
1: Still in the game, correct. 45 <laughs> seconds left for whatever, 16, 18, blowing up. Game's over. And their starting point guard um, jump. We we're, like, passing it back and forth, like, the top of the key, just trying to run it up. Jumps a pass, goes down for a layup. And we're like, what, why? Like, okay, fine, whatever. We'll do it again. But then this time, when he made the layup, they were, like, waving their guys up, depressed. And our, our walk-outs were like, okay, whatever. And trying to get it in, obviously, the film doesn't lie. They were struggling to get it in. One of our, our point guard lost his shoe. It was, it was a cluster. And if you, if you rewatch the if you rewatch the film, we don't call a timeout right away because Coach Garden obviously knows the rule, asks the referee how much time, like what's our count, on because you can't see the count on the clock because the shot clock was not anymore, because it was under 30 seconds. So he wants to know how much time we have to get across that court. The ref told him four seconds. He's like, Alright, give me a 30-second timeout. Obviously, the timeout gets called to reset the 10 second clock, give our walkouts a better chance to get the ball across half court. During that timeout, he's drawing up a press bait because they're pressing. And he's getting Juwan Howard. at. Jawan Howard does not meet with his team. He stands within a couple feet of half court. You can't go over half court on their side of half court, like just staring at our huddle. And I go to our assistant coach, Kravinov, actually. Uh, and our other staff guy was like, yeah, he's hot right now. Like, he's pissed. He's just staring at us. Being like, he's like, He's just like not to say, like, talking to himself. We're like, dude, what's his deal? What's his deal? Okay, all, like, all right, whatever. We're going to just inbound the ball. We inbound the ball. They foul to extend the game, even though it's like well, well over 16 or 14, whatever it is. We go down and make the free throws. They come back down. I, I don't, whatever. They come back down, the game finishes. And that's that. We're like, whatever. In the handshake line, obviously the video shows the rest of it. Um, he said Coach Guard stopped him, which I don't know if you've seen the difference between Coach Guard and Jawan Howard, 20-year NBA vets. It's, it's significant as far as physical attributes go. Yeah. So no one is stopping him besides maybe the guys on the court. Um, but that was his excuse for being able to grab Coach Guard's collar and fistful. And then obviously Stuff transpired, got out of hand from that. And then he Punch, coach, grab it off. Or, I don't know. Punch, open hand, slapped. Yeah, I. I it was it was absurd. I've never seen anything like it. I don't think there's ever been an instance of one D one coach just striking another D one coach.
0: Yeah, I thought for sure the uh, firing would be on the table like that. I I don't know it would warrant an immediate fire. I feel like that would like if it's he did got, get it's gotta be close. Yeah, if he did get fired, I'd be like, well, I mean, you know. You, be at another coach, and you can't really have that going on. But what really irked me was like there's a discussion, I think, like the next day or on Monday or whatever, among like ESPN, like all these different sports networks about like having the handshake line a part of college sports. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, that was
1: an absurd take. I'm like, We can't handle this.
0: Yeah. I mean, are we not, are we not, you know, grown? Like, obviously. If you lose it stinks to have to shake the hands of the people that just beat you, but like that's just a part of the game. Like it's yeah, the respect I, that you show to the game, regardless of win or lose.
1: Yeah, I that yeah, I saw that stuff too and we're like, no, if everyone just acts like civilized adults, it shouldn't be a problem. But apparently Yeah. It can be tough to do sometimes. But yeah, it was crazy. It was so were crazy.
0: you pushing like people away? What was your were you just watching the entire thing pan out? Or like what bold. exactly were
1: you doing? I was towards our tunnel, actually, when, like, because I don't go through the handshake lines. Um, I was towards our tunnel, packing stuff up. And then, then obviously our crowd got in, because it was kind of right in front of the student section. Our student section had been chanting NIT for like the last minute and a half of the game, so I'm sure that was just fuel to the fire. But then, like, I started to hear stuff and shouting. I was like, oh, this game can't be good. So by the time I got out there, like he'd already, like, throwing the punch. Jeez. And it was like, it was it was over the hump of like peak, peak uh, intensity. But like everyone was still kind of just standing at their jaw at each other. And I was just like, get our guys away. Like, we have stuff to play for. They don't really have anything to play for at this point. Like yeah. Maybe they can make an outside shot. Well, they won a couple games then, so they might make the tournament. But either way, I was like, we can't afford to have guys suspended. Um, so I was just kind of making sure guys were just getting as far away from the situation as possible. Because usually I feel like those situations... It's like it escalates and de escalates and something else breaks on the side. So we're just like keep everyone separate. Get get these Michigan guys off the court.
0: But Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, you don't want to have like a Isaiah Miller of the Detroit Pistons who literally like right, ran, exactly ran yeah. back to the locker room apparently trying to get to the Lakers. It was yeah. So that's yeah. like and then
1: when we came back on the tunnel, like we're the way our locker rooms were set up underneath, like it's in the same hallway as our, like as the away team locker room. I mean, it's a little ways down, but there's like six cops there just blocking off the hallway, like making sure none of like the what you're referencing happened. But yeah, it was it was bizarre. I'd never seen anything like it. And then obviously the fallout, just social media and everyone giving their opinions of people. So you really had to watch the game to understand the context of it. If you really watch the game. And watch like the post game interviews and stuff. You're like, okay, this is, this is really absurd that this yeah. happened.
0: Yeah, I think because I think Greg Gard got he, he was fine right? Which I think is a little ridiculous because obviously he put his hands on JaJuan Howard, but he clearly wasn't going to shake his hand. Right. And, uh,
1: yeah, he got fined ten thousand dollars. Our athletic our athletic director said that the university would cover the cost to the fine because oh okay, it was fair. Um, so. Basically, no no implications. We had one guy who was throwing punches. He got suspended a game. Michigan had two guys throwing punches. They each got suspended a game. Then Howard got five games, no contact with the team suspension. So he misses out on one hundred thirty thousand dollars of of game checks, basically. And I think he got fined another thirty or forty. So he ended up being just under two hundred thousand dollars in total fines. But I mean, that's just a drop in the bucket for him.
0: Yeah, I think mean- made quite a living playing basketball. Yeah, I I think the best tweet I saw out of that entire incident because obviously Juwan Howard is part of the Fab Five team, and the biggest yeah, incident that yeah, happened with that team you're about. was Chris Webber calling that timeout when they didn't have any timeouts, and I can't remember where I got it from, but it was like just imagine how upset Juwan Howard must have been at Chris Webber. For calling that timeout, if he's that upset at Greg Gard, so not a big fan of late game timeouts. I saw a
1: couple of those tweets, but yeah, yeah.
0: So that's funny. That entire situation was just—I mean, I again, I—you see players fight all the time. I've never seen a coach no, like I swing. I don't at know if point.
1: it's ever happened before. To be completely honest,
0: yes, yeah, especially in at the collegiate level. So yeah,
1: maybe like JUCO or something like that. But so Big Ten basketball. Yeah, it was crazy.
0: So, Wisconsin, uh, able to get away from that, winning the game, didn't really have any uh, important suspensions they had. I forget the name you texted me of the one dude who was maybe going to get suspended. Uh,
1: Jacoby Neath, yeah, one
0: game. So, he got one game, but and then I remember Diabate, I think, got suspended, and then another player as well. But, again, I think that was smart that None of the Wisconsin players, because Michigan, I think, is probably going to be playing for nothing. The fact that they're still maybe able to make the tournament still in the bubble. is yeah, kind of crazy. But uh, smart of the Wisconsin players not to be idiots and swing back. Otherwise, yeah. that, that would not be bad. What
1: about bad?
0: Yes. So, uh, big game tomorrow, taking on Purdue at home. Uh, you beat them on the road before in West Lafayette. Cole Center, I'm sure, is probably going to be jam-packed for that game. I believe my good friend Lexi said that she's actually going to this game. So you know if Lexi's going to the game, which she goes to just no games ever, that's yeah, got to be a it's, it's got to be a big, big, big game. deal. So has got to be a big deal, yeah. It'll uh, be a big one. Predictions? I, I mean, if they win out the rest of the way here, especially even if they just win tomorrow, you'd think that they'd wrap up the number one seed for the tournament.
1: Yeah, so if we, if we go... So if we win tomorrow... Basically, so we have two games left. If we win one of those games, we country share the Big Ten title. We win two of them. We for sure get outright Big Ten titles since we're game up on April. Um And there's a lot of situations to play out, so we could still fall to the three-seat in the Big Ten tournament. So there's still a lot left to, a lot left to be cited as far as that goes. But yeah. basically, yeah, just a big one tomorrow. If we could win that one, it'd be huge. Um, get another Big Ten champs in my time, so I can't complain about that.
0: But yeah, it should be a fun one here with the goal yeah. Purdue to me, uh, they definitely are national championship contenders. I was watching Illinois yesterday. Illinois is looking starting to look really good. Yeah. I Illinois, didn't realize I, how good of a shooter Plummer is. And yeah, um, his release
1: is insane. Yeah. No time no time to get off. He's no time, no space, and it's already
0: off. It's yeah. insane. Uh Plummer's looking unreal. Frazier obviously, he's been there a while. And then Kofi Coburn is probably just triple my size, so that's he's, he's a menace. Yeah, so uh, you can't guard him. The Big Ten tournament, I think. Regard obviously, seed is important, but regardless, you're going to have tough matchups along the way in that tournament. So uh, should be should be a good way, good uh, way to end the rest of the season. So hopefully, even though I don't really have an affiliation with Wisconsin, they can pull it out, get the one seed for the tournament, and uh, hopefully no fights here the rest of the way. Griff, uh, yeah, I hope. I
1: hope one seed and I hope no fights. I think that's an accurate assessment of how I hope the, <laughs> hope the regular season finishes up. But it would be quite ironic if we uh, we matched up with Michigan at the Big Ten tournament at some point. Because yeah. that's just how sports work.
0: Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. They, they definitely would need the uh, not not just the security guards, but probably extra police for, for that. Yeah,
1: advantage. I would really, really love to see the handshake on after that game. I'm trying to or put... Or if, if there would be. I don't know.
0: I'm trying to put myself in the... Um, put myself in the shoes of like one of those walk-ons you know you don't you don't get to play much and you know it'd be s- sweet just to step foot on the Cole center court and then you're you clearly won the game and then you got this dink who's pressing you yeah, and then i mean that would just be i i feel bad for some of those guys but you know whatever i guess that led to a five game suspension so they did they did something <laughs> yeah,
1: that's how it goes karma i guess or something like that
0: all right, uh, that's going to wrap it up here. Uh, Griff, thank you so much for joining me here today. We're hoping to have this be like a massive two potential 3 guys podcast. Uh, so your guest, number one, the first non-athlete. Or excuse me, now that I'm thinking about that, because I was trying to figure out who I was forgetting when I first told you that. Rich Iverson, your good buddy Rich. Oh, well, with- I mean... We're both
1: athletes, just not collegiate athletes.
0: Yes, yes. I yes, think yes. would
1: be the distinction there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Collegiate athletes is what I was trying to go for. So okay. uh but either way, thank you so much for joining and uh, I'll be tuned into uh the Wisconsin Purdue game where Hopefully, uh right. you and Pramel can rally the troops and get the job done. So Hey, that's, that's always
1: the point. I appreciate you having me on. It was it was an honor really. Yes. Um I'm 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 am a bulldog fan. Um, got, obviously have some allegiance with you, Grant Rich. My sister went there, so I I they're probably my they're probably my second team second team as far as as far as college basketball goes. So that Arch Madness is coming up. Everyone tunes in for that. So I'm a big I'm a big bulldog guy when it comes to uh, when it comes to the postseason. So uh, hopefully they can get it done.
0: Yeah, I, I I thank you for bringing that up because I actually will be there this weekend. Ooh um drake somehow is paying for a lot of our expenses to go there so i'll be i'll be press row hopefully friday saturday and sunday um and if i see kevin Harlan, then i'm gonna be definitely crying tears of joy as well there you go there you go uh, but yeah it's gonna be missouri valley it's good this year um another northern iowa yeah what what's a little upsetting to me is so Loyola Drake has beaten them twice this year, and they finished the year thirteen and five in conference, just like Drake. But like I see all these bracket projections, and they still have the NBC as a two bid league. Which I mean, maybe they're just it's just a little, lo- because last year Drake had only like three or four losses, and we were like the last team in, and Loyola this year has I think six or seven. So, yeah, I mean,
1: nationally, you see a huge bias towards Loyola because they made a Final Four and they have Sister Gene Yeah, but I think it's I think it's a little bit I think it's a bit, little bit um, overdue as far as the credit they get. But I think it'll be tough to see the Missouri Valley get two teams in just the way it goes. But yeah, I You win Arch Madness, it's not a problem. So hopefully, the Bulldogs can get it done.
0: That's true. Hopefully, we can. Uh, we just did have an injury to one of our. Leading scores here. Hopefully, he can get back healthy in time. But Sturts or uh, no, Wilkins, DJ Wilkins. Okay, he's been he's been absolute money from the mid range. He's he's been very DeMar Derozan like, except uh, I believe it's an injury to the knee. So we'll Oof. see we'll see what the deal is there. But Garrett Sturts, oh. he'll be healthy and he'll be ready to Good. go. Good. I mean, that's all you need. The six foot two. He's Garrett Sturts is. I don't know if you. Reader, follow the stats at all. He's literally our leading leading rebounder. He's like six two. I mean, pound for pound, probably the best
1: post player in the country. <laughs> I mean, I, give me another example of who, who tops it as far as size for output in the low post. Like, I, I
0: I don't know. Uh, he's yeah, no, he's he's a fan favorite here for sure. And then I don't know if you saw like the whole hard hat things, but that's kind of become the symbol of Garrett, the hard hat, which he brings to him in each game. And so they gave out like a thousand hard ads to the U and I Drake game about a month ago. That's sick. So gritty. Yes. Yes. So hopefully uh, Drake can get the job done this weekend, and then uh, I believe Wisconsin's last game is also this weekend, right? Against Nebraska. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sunday's Sunday Senior Day,
0: uh, home against Nebraska. So sweet. Hopefully sweet. that one sounds good. Too bad. All right, Griff. Thanks again. Uh, yeah. Say hi to one Company for me, and uh, hopefully Wisconsin can uh, finish out strong.
1: All right, appreciate it. appreciate you guys having me on. We'll uh, we'll keep in touch, Charles.
0: All right, catch you later. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Um, this is a guest that a lot of people have been begging for for a long time. Uh, I know personally, Wes, I've I've been begging for this guest, and his name is Garrett Sturt. So he's joining us from St. Louis. Got the big Arch Madness NBC tournament this weekend. Hopefully. The dogs can have some success, obviously, because that would lead to another March Madness birth, which we're all hoping for. But Garrett, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, Garrett. So yeah,
2: all, all it took was a uh, was an NIL deal to get him on here. So. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's uh, let's that di- You know, let's just dive into that. I was going to be in with uh, all all NBC teams, but let's go into that. So, Garrett, we have a Twitter account uh, for our podcast. Obviously, I know you're not a big social media guy, but you're basically the home run hitter for all of our tweets. So I don't know if a- anyone has reached out to you about some of the tweets that we have about you. So I'll, I'm just going to name a couple here. So our second most liked tweet is Death Taxes Garrett Sturts, And we've reached out to Ray Gunn already about uh, getting that on a, on a T-shirt along with the Sturts works. And then I tweeted last week I would take Garrett Sturts over Ben Simmons. So what are what are your thoughts?
3: I, um some someone on the team told me about the, the death taxes and Garrett Sturz one. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, I didn't know about the Ben Simmons one and I and uh, I don't know, I probably would take I probably take me over Ben Simmons too, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Alright, so Moving on here, so Garrett obviously had a great season with the Bulldogs. This is your senior year, but obviously, I now I just get mixed up with COVID and then transfer rules. I don't know what year anyone is, because Wes and I joke how Nate's a junior, but like somehow technically a freshman. I don't know. I don't. He's a
2: he's, he's a freshman, but academic or yeah, academically a junior, but
0: yeah, it's just so weird. So we'll just refer to you as a senior, but this year recognized MVC All Second Team. Um, I believe you're a part of the Most Improved Team as well. In the four years that I've been here, I feel like you could be on that Most Improved Team each and every year. Just um, how how does it feel, MVC All Second Team this year? Because this is you're someone who at uh, freshman year came off the bench and then honestly. Uh, if someone had told me that you'd be second team your senior year, I, quite frankly, probably would have laughed. But here we are. Uh, just how does it how does it feel to be recognized with all those
2: honors?
3: Yeah, I'd be the same way. I, you know, I when I came to Drake, I just wanted to just play a little bit, and now I'm now to be recognized as an All Conference player is kind of it's kind of surreal a little bit. It's kind of crazy to think. Um, it's yeah, I mean there's a lot of good players in the Valley. I mean, I, you guys know that and just to be recognized as, as one of those. That's it. It's, it's, it's very, uh, it's very, I'm very grateful to be able to do that. So.
0: Awesome. And then obviously this year is, I'll let Wes get in his question, but like the whole hard hat thing, that's, I think it's funny how that's all transpired. And then everybody was wearing the hard hats during the UNI game. And then yeah had, I think there are football players that, Spelled out your last name on their chest, which I mean I think that's just a peak in anyone's life. If someone's yeah. spelling out your name on their chest, but yeah, uh, I'll I'll let Wes get into his uh, question here.
2: Yeah, so so my main question was, what is it like being like everybody who watches Drake and like even when we had like an ESPN game or something like that, you're you're the commentator's favorite player. You know, it just just the way you play. And, and things like that and definitely the hard hat mentality I mean you're definitely everybody's favorite player what's that like
3: yeah it's 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 kind of it's crazy I you know I it's everything that you dream about when you when you play basketball and you want to play college basketball um, I didn't think that it would it would happen to me at Drake especially um, having to walk on and and. Uh, and you know, not being like the vocal point for the first couple of years, and then it kind of just happened all of a sudden. And then everyone, you know, kind of this year, then everyone just kind of had the, little, the spotlight on me for a little bit. And yeah, definitely right. Nails are, it's kind of like, yeah, it's you kind of peeking a little bit. You know, you when they had the your name on the on, my, on their chest, and then the hard hats and everything. It's it was kind of crazy. I didn't think I didn't think looking for like looking into this year and as a goals and what I wanted. I didn't really, didn't really encompass that this was that was what's gonna happen. It just kind of happened, and I mean, it, it was, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of changed my life to be honest. So,
0: sweet, sweet. So, let's get into this now. So, I'm looking at the Drake Men's Basketball Instagram page. Obviously, big thing with Senior Night was, I don't know if it's Admire or your social media guy, but he's taking photos of all the guys walking in with their. Uh, fits and obviously everybody's got to be looking good on senior night so I'm looking at these photos right now and the one and only comment on the post and again I know you're not a big social media guy but this guy is named Quinn so I think he goes to Drake his comment is gotta show us Sturtz's fit (laughs) (laughs) so I I don't know if I got to reach out to the Instagram page but I think one thing I love about like NBA too is when they're getting everybody walking in and their weird fits, but, uh, some, something tells me you might be a little bit more casual with the fit game, you know, just a little bit more, a little bit more serious. And, and am I right on that?
3: Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I don't, I don't usually take it, uh, too serious sometimes. Um, but, um, if anything, I'm just kind of just laid back with it. Kind of just, I'm not nowhere over the top, nothing like that. um, my favorite thing that I like to wear sometimes on on game days is I have this uh, uh, Al Davis Raiders sweatshirt that says uh, "Just Win, Baby," and that's 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 what I'll wear a lot of times. But just kind of a little reminder to the team why we're here, what we're here to do today. But that's about it. But other than that, I just no over the top. I'm I'm just there to play basketball, basically. If I could show up my uniform for just walking in, I probably would. <laughs> no, no short, no short suits. Then yeah, no short suit.
0: Al Davis just just went. I love that. I love that. I might have to, uh, you know. Obviously, Al Davis is one of the goats, but I love uh, you got you got to be familiar then with his son and current Raiders owner Mark Davis. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's got to be some sweet Mark Davis merch out there that I gotta dive into. But so sweet, keeping it simple on the fits, and then obviously big matchup tomorrow Southern Illinois. You've had some really close games with the Salukis this year, beating them by one on the road and then beating them by two uh, most recently last game of the season. So you're playing them again. The same goes, you know, it's really hard to beat a team three times in a year. And obviously they got to be motivated and have confidence that they can beat you guys because every game's been close between them. So with DJ now injured, you know, what's, what's, what's been kind of the mindset going in this week? Um, because obviously every game is going to be difficult here and out, but I feel like this might be one of your guys' biggest challenges yet.
3: Yeah. I, I think you're definitely right. You know, um, I think the mindset for the guys, you know, we're each going to have to do just a little bit more and, um, with DJ being out and, um, you know, we'll have some opportunities for some guys that maybe don't have a, a lot of minutes to really step up and, and make some plays for us. And we're really, really excited for that. And, um, but you're right, you know, the, it's very hard to beat a team three, three times in a row, you know, a couple of years back, you know, you and I swept us in the regular season and, and beat us in the last regular season game by, you know, 30-some at our own place. And then, you know, we came out to Arch Madness and ended up, and ended up upsetting them.
1: And,
3: and I'm not saying that's, that's going to be the case. Um, come friday but you know it, it's it's very possible and salukis are a very good team they i mean we have a combined three points for, total for for win margin so um it's going to be another battle and without dj it's it's going to be a very tough 40 minute game but i think the guys are really excited and, and we've had a great week of preparation so uh, i'm not I'm not too worried about it um, and the guys are filling with dj but um it should be a good game friday
0: perfect Perfect. Looking Sweet. forward to it. Wes, you got anything else for Garrett? Uh,
2: no, nope. I think that's all.
0: All right. Well, Garrett, uh, thanks again for joining us again. This is just kind of a short little interview, but good luck. Wes and I will be there this weekend. So, um, I expect, you know, shouting us out in every pre and post game interview that you do. Um, <coughs> you're going to be thanking your parents first off and then me and Wes. So, um, I'll be looking forward to that, and then uh, hopefully I can reach out to the social media guy, and we can get some uh, Al Davis just win baby uh, merch, maybe on Instagram.
3: We we should do that, and I'll uh, I'll talk to Raygun about getting some Death Taxes and Garrett Sturtz t-shirts. Yes, I
0: <laughs> trust me, I've I've already DM'd them, and they said that I I can't remember exactly what the response was. Let me pull it up here quickly. <clears throat> It was, I'll pass your ideas along to the design team. So that's where we're at.
3: <laughs> we're, that's that's a start. That's where we need to start. Good. <laughs> All
0: right, sweet. Garrett, uh, good luck. Thanks again for joining us. And yeah. uh, hopefully the Bulldogs can make it back-to-back NCAA tournaments. Yeah, hopefully.
3: So thanks for having me, guys. It was fun.
0: Sweet. See you, Garrett.
3: Good luck. See ya. Thanks.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, those are the two interviews for this week, and it's officially back. To the, to the dynamic duo Wes Cutler and Nils Armitage. We are live in St. Louis for the Arch Madness, the Missouri Valley Men's Basketball Tournament. Wes, just absolutely spectacular to be here right now. We are being spoiled left and right. First time recording using the
2: headphones. I don't know why we haven't done this in the past. Yeah, I feel like this could definitely work in, in any circumstance as well. Um, yeah. Kind of sounds good.
0: Yeah, so it sounds great. Honestly, I don't know why we need to keep going to the podcast room, but hey, we're here.
2: It's the ambiance.
0: So, Wes, this is March. We sleep in May. We have some big time matchups today. It's Friday at the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, so we have lots of games today. First one of the day, we're going to, again, folks, we're going to start this pretty quick here as you and I, we're going to wrap this up rather quick. Excuse me. You and I plays Illinois State at noon, so this is going to be roughly 15 to 20 minutes, but we're going to get into predictions. And of course, everything March. So first game of the day, Wes. We have you and I taking on Illinois State. Illinois State defeating Indiana State last night. Obviously, players to watch for this game are AJ Green and Antonio Reeves. Antonio Reeves, he's a bucket getter.
2: Yeah, I think you know when you have a player like Antonio Reeves, really anything can happen. So you know, you and I, they can't they can't relax. Uh, you know, this is. As we we've said many times, the MVC is up in the air, and this tournament is definitely up in the air. But I, you know, I have you and I winning. They they just come off a big win against Loyola at home to secure the uh, MVC regular season. But I mean, Antonio Reeves can go off, and you know he's super dangerous. So you know I's got to lock him down. And you know, I think they should be moving on.
0: I agree, and I. Know that you and I coming into this game, win- winners of nine of their last ten. Obviously, as we talked about in the car ride yesterday, I value teams who are really playing well in the month of February. Don't mm. give me those November stats. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> this is only February. This is March. This is March. An you and I has been playing very good as of late. Obviously, this is a team that has shown it in our four years here at Drake. If Illinois State wants to have any chance today, Antonio Reed's going to have to be shooting and shooting a lot. Yeah. We'll see if the Redbirds, am I right on that? Mm-hmm. Redbirds can get the job done as the horn goes off in the back there. So that's game one of the day. Game number two, Wes, I think this might be one of the games of the tournament. Four seed Loyola dropping all the way to four after losing to UNI in that game last week against five seed Bradley, who's given Drake all sorts of trouble this year. Who do you got in that game?
2: I, I want Bradley. I... Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. I really
0: <laughs> you kinda, want it. I'm
2: kind of being a hater, not, you know. I want Loyola to lose. Um, but I don't know. Loyola seems to always show up for this, and I think they will, but I'm just going to pick Bradley. Um, just for fun. I think Bradley's going to win. I, I like it. They Bradley's like, good. Yeah, Bradley's good. They I believe they split the regular season with Loyola. Yes. Um, yes. they swept Drake. I don't know. I just I think they can win, and you know how Bradley does when it is arch.
0: Yes, they show up.
2: They win. If you look at the
0: last three winners of the MVC tournament, you and excuse me, Loyola last year, and then COVID the year before that, and it was Bradley and back-to-back seasons. Yep. Mm-hmm. So all the talk is Loyola, 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 which is great and everything, because they <sighs> did win last year. But guess what? It's a different year. <laughs> all right, moving on. Game number three, Missouri State taking on. Valparaiso, shout out Valparaiso, coming up clutch last night, defeating Evansville in the 7-10 game. So Missouri State, obviously, West, the two big players there, Isaiah Mosley and Gage Prim, both named to the All-NBC team this past regular season. And then I believe the National Anthem might be going off in the background, but we're just going to (laughs) continue. We love our country, we promise. So, Missouri State taking on Valparaiso. Wes, Valpo was absolutely sniping from deep yesterday. Yeah. I think this could be another potential upset if they keep up that shooting.
2: Hey, if they like shooting in the big big gym, that's really good for, for Arch Madness. Uh, a lot different than their gym back in Valparaiso. Yes. Um, but, yeah, now, if I think they shoot like yesterday, they could beat anybody. I think they're like 7 for 11 from 3 at half yesterday and they have, they destroyed Evansville, which, you know, Evansville had they had a tough year, but I, I have Missouri. Wins State, the I have Missouri State winning. Uh, you know, they just have those two weapons. They're they're too talented to, to lose. And if they do, you know, I think they've had kind of disappointing year after disappointing year with you know all the talent they have. I think they need to maybe work on their depth a little bit. Yeah. You know, I got Missouri State winning uh, against Valparaiso.
0: I think a key player at Missouri State wants to make some noise beyond this game is I believe his name last name Patterson, the dude who. Went off against Drake, I believe he was the shorter point guard, number mm-hmm. 25. Because oh, he yes. seemed to give Roman Penn some troubles here and there when they mm-hmm. played Drake. So that's going to need to be someone to step up outside Mosley and Prim if those two struggle. So Wes has Missouri State. I think probably Missouri State as well. But if Valpo's shooting like they did yesterday, watch out. And then, of course, the nightcap, West. why we're here, why, why we live, why, <laughs> why, why we decided to go to school where we decided to go to school are Drake Bulldogs taking on the Southern Illinois Salukis. It's a dog-v-dog matchup yep. tonight as Drake, last regular season game, taking on Southern Illinois, coming up with a two-point victory, and then earlier in the year beat Southern Illinois only by one. So that would be a total of three points for the total win margin in mm-hmm. two games. So Southern Illinois, two losses against us, but they have to be confident that they can win. How can Drake get the full season sweep and win number three tonight?
2: Uh, I think... Having DJ out, which which definitely hurts us on the offensive end. I think Tucker's got to really step up, and you know, sometimes he's a little streaky. I think he's improving more and more every game, and I think he's going to come out on the big stage and put on a show for everybody and show everybody why he is the uh, why he's the, that dude, why he's that dude, and the Missouri Valor, fresh M- Missouri Valley Freshman of the Year. Um, but I think I think that's huge, and I think Roman penn has got to he's got to take more shots, got to take his shots. I agree in the lane. Um, and I think that's that's going to be where most of our offense is coming from. And you know, in Tank Hempel too, he's got to finish out the rim. He struggled a bit with that this season, but I think everybody's going to step up uh, for postseason. And I think we're going to get the dub. Love it.
0: could not have said it better myself. I think it's going off your Roman Penn comment. Obviously, at times throughout this year, he's been hesitant to shoot the basketball, but I think now with DJ out there can't be any hesitation. He's proven that he can make big shots after big shot, not just in and around the rim, but uh, he's proven it. So we just got to see more of that tonight. And then hopefully the youngster, Tucker DeVries, can continue his phenomenal freshman year. So those are the first four games tonight. So we're going to get into just predictions for this entire weekend. Wes, on Sunday at roughly 2.46, PM Central, who will be hoisting the Lamar, Excuse me, the Missouri Valley <laughs> Conference <laughs> Championship Trophy.
2: Um, I obviously want Drake to. Yes. I think yes. I think you and I deserves it, and I think you and I is going to lift this trophy, and you know maybe be ten or eleven seed in the in the March Madness tournament. I saw a stat the last ten years,
0: I believe, only three times as the number one seed won. Missouri Valley Tournament. And one of those times was last year with Loyola. So looking to make it back-to-back, make it (laughs) 4-11 is the math there. (laughs) So those are the predictions for the Arch Madness Games this weekend. Again, Wes and I live here in St. Louis from Enterprise Center. We are just being treated like absolute royalty. We're here in the media room. I guess it's not really a room, but just more so an open area.
2: We already dapped up Kevin Harlan. We
0: We just saw Kevin Harlan. I saw A.J. Green. I said... Hey, go give him a tiger. He gave me a fist bump, and then uh, <laughs> imagine if I said tiger to AJ. <laughs> so, AJ Green and you and I taking on Illinois State in just a few moments. So we're going to wrap up here so we can catch the action on that. But you, uh, Wes, his obviously his heart is with Drake, wanting to get the Missouri Valley Championship. I'm in the same boat as well. I think the team, it's really going to come down to me, winner of the Loyola-Bradley matchup, that semifinal game. Most likely, you and I versus Loyola Bradley. I think the winner is going to come from there. I hate Loyola. Yes, I understand that they're not winning this. I think you and I is the team to watch. But I also do love Bradley, and I'm not just saying that because they beat Drake twice this year. It's because two of the last three winners of this tournament, Bradley. Yep. So we'll see how it transpires. But should be a good weekend. Hopefully, you can get the dub today. And then also, I got to plug the St. Louis Union Station Hotel. Beautiful. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, just kind of amazed, but like... Some old architecture. Clearly, train st- uh, former train station reformed. Just beautiful. That's uh, that's what the medium, mediums, state. So. <laughs> All right, folks, that does it for the Drake Take Episode 6. Again, we had some phenomenal interviews this week. Griff Myers, the lead student manager of the Wisconsin Badgers men's basketball team, best friend also of Big Cat. In Wisconsin, winning the Big Ten championship, Wes. So obviously, he's got some. He's got some ins with some pretty good basketball players, and then of course, the one and only Garrett Sturts, the rebound king, Dennis Rodman, the Worm, the man, <laughs> the one who must not be named, G Money. You name it. He's also on the pod. He gave us gave us some inside scoop on one of his outfits that he, he loves to wear. It's just some games. So you'll listen to that as well. So Wes, uh, it should be a great day. Potentially greatest day of my life, greatest weekend of my life. Knock on wood, hopefully. And uh, let's go sit in a seat and watch basketball for the next 10 hours. Twist my arm. All right, let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. That's been Drake Take episode number six, live from the Enterprise Center. Hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. And hopefully by Sunday, the Bulldogs will be hoisting the NBC trophy. Thanks, and have a great rest of your day. Go Bulldogs.